Well, South African Airways and its associated business rescue practitioners are currently in a meeting with creditors and employees as the debate surrounding a liquidation versus liberation rages on. Now, in the lead up to that meeting today, the Department of Public Enterprises called on both unions and creditors to support the creation of a new national carrier. The business rescue plan, uh, which could cost uh, the taxpayer up to 30 billion rand to save this airline will be voted on by the national carriers creditors and if uh, less than 75% of the stakeholders vote in favor of the plan SAA will then face liquidation and uh, if uh, finalized that will result in diminished severance uh, payouts so to help us further understand what the significance of today's vote is we joined on the line by aviation analyst Desmond Latham thanks so much for your time this afternoon welcome to update at noon Thanks for having me. So, firstly, the Department of Public Enterprises has accused pilots of being unreasonable and greedy. Have you had opportunity, Desmond, to uh, take a look at what it is that the pilots are actually proposing? Yes, I mean, the pilots are proposing that they have a a, a process that is a little more um, equitable when it comes to their skills level. And for some time, there's been a tension between the DTE um, and members of the ruling party and pilots in, in particular over the last few years. I mean, Didi Nguyen had a go at the pilots when she was there, the chairperson, saying that they were, you know, they cost too much and you should just change them. Um, pilots in the South African areas are paid pretty much what the pilots around the world are paid um, for an airline of its size. So what they're saying is the retention clause of one week per one year should be extended. And, I mean, that's a debate that you can have in the last... I've seen it in public, and I've, I've seen the, the pilots of the SAA's, um, PA's association talking about this. But I think we mustn't fixate on that as the problem here. The problem is that SAA is trying to reach itself in the middle of a time when African aviation is down 92%. It's also in, in a time when um, the signs of the second wave and further extension periods of a lack of international travel has increased. It actually looks like we're looking at next year. So in the midst of this process, a company that's been basically run into the ground and has liabilities and, and is technically bankrupt is being subsidized and supported for political reasons in the short term in the middle of what is really an existential crisis for us. Um, and it, that's what I think as analysts we should really focus on, is the fact that are we, if you and I had a client, you did our company in the midst of this environment and ask for bailout, is it a reasonable thing to do? So that's the first thing. Second thing is, strategically, of course, um, we need an airline, but that doesn't mean you're not flying. I'm a pilot, and I'm, uh, last week I was flying at, out of Lons area, and the flight sat here, took off with a full airplane. So the competitors are flying, and that's the problem for SAA, is that it's not um, in ring sense that I could was during a project. I mean, it was an 80-year-old airline. It was created during the, the, before the South Africa was a republic. And uh, now we expect it to bail out a system that's really been in operation to monopolistic tendencies and was protected by the apartheid government. And the question you've got to ask yourself is um, why? So looking at where they are today, and uh, firstly, how much do you think, Desmond, it's going to cost the taxpayer right now to fund a turnaround of sorts for SAA if they get to that point? And also... If you listen to what the finance minister has been saying, Tito Mboweni from day one was very clear that he does not see a future for SAA. Uh, It should be done away with. Then you listen to the minister and the department singing a totally different tune, which uh, seems to be backed by the president. So who should we be listening to here? 
great question. I mean, I've been following this argument, and I've been feeling slightly busted with my phone guys. With other yeah, technicalities in our environment at the moment, uh, we, heard, we hear one thing and we hear another thing. I think there's a bit of um, a factionism going inside the ruling party, and you can see that on decision-making around COVID, for example. So one mouth says one thing or another, mouth says another. Um, so I think we've got to understand that. But as taxpayers, to answer your question, well, we're looking at at least $9.6 um, billion. You will separate, separate the two kind of creditors. The one is banks. Most of South Africa's largest banks are owed are over $9 billion land. And the second is more important for us, and that is international creditors. If you remember, SAA doesn't own most of its claims. It leases them from um, Airbus uh, or to Airbus. And um, most of those companies are international. They're going to want their dollars back. So they're not going to accept a... Like a happy little environment where the big banks in South Africa, because they own so many government bonds, um, uh, agree then to take a slight haircut. The smaller creditors, unfortunately, only get seven and a half cents per land of what they owe. So you, you can again imagine yourself sitting there, you owe 200 million land, you're a smaller company, and you're told you're only going to get seven point five cents per land back of that amount. And clearly, then, none of them will be satisfied. So I think legal problems um, occurring um, anyway, whatever's going to happen. So um, uh, we're in a situation here where we cannot distance ourselves from the reality, and the reality is that we're living in a pandemic. And we cannot run an airline at the moment properly. We just cannot. So where to from here? Should the parties once again fail to resolve this impasse? What's going to happen next? Well, the big thing for me as an aviator and being obsessed about this for decades is that there's, no, there's actually no um, concept of a vision for science and aviation in the static region. Um, we're the big player in the region of all the big airplanes and the large companies and the big travel and the sea companies, et cetera, et cetera. So why isn't there, as I'm talking now, about putting airlines together across the sub-region in this moment of crisis for the aviation industry, get out of our little holes here, our little um, colonial holes called South Africa, look at SANIC as a region, it's a large part of Africa, and look at a vision for aviation going forward from here. Instead, we pedanticate it. We go into these little holes where we sit on um, like hillbillies talking about, well, what are we going to do with the unions? What are the pilots saying? What we really should be doing from our leaders, and, 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 and they must understand this, is that our, our region is being um, affected by this, and we have a need for aviation in the region. It's a strategic reason, uh, need, and it's an important thing to, to uh, reinforce here as we sit um, discussing this. We have to have a vision. And the problem is we've been operating on a tactical and strategic process here in South Africa for a while. So it's day-to-day, people shuffling around, trying to get their cards stuck right. Well, what are we looking at in this time? I think that's the big missing link for, for, to answer your question. We need someone to come forward and look at that. SAA will probably survive in some form or other because it's politically expedient. But logically, it's kind of a crazy move. It's been run badly for 10 years, hasn't made a profit. Um, Lufthansa has made a profit and it's still been very well back to the tune of $10 billion by its own government. So you can see aviation is in crisis all around the world. And into this crisis, we're going to try and resurrect a company that was in crisis before COVID. Well, that's not really logical, is it? Well, then you take that, Desmond. Uh, the airline has its own problems, uh, quite independent of the, uh, the business rescue practitioners, and they come on board uh, seemingly with another set of problems. It took them forever to put that plan on the table, but they're costing us a pretty penny as well. Yes, I've been following the process quite closely since the May parliamentary Civic discussion. Um, they took the cost of SAA's running cost from two and a half billion grand per month down to half a billion and made a big sum of dollars about that. But my problem with the business rescue practitioners is they're not in aviation. They're hiring a company from America. 
Um, a large company which is working in India, for example, last year, and somebody called Jet Airlines. Um, and so a virus and myself. Right, they're based in, in New York and in Europe as well, in London, I think they have offices. They are also not, they have expertise in turnaround. They work with EDCOR, you know, EDCOR's group in South Africa already. Um, but they failed to turn around GDOs in India last year, and actually they had to declare bankruptcy. So the track record is also good. Secondly, the Companies Act 2008, it um, has a ceiling amount that can be extended on um, companies prior to due turnaround, and that's 18,000 rand a day. If you look at the figures, they've been thrown around 300 million, for example, one of them has come out. That's way over the other amount of 18,000. So I think your comment is quite apt that um, we've, we've been waiting a while. Because of the political and the union and the pilot stresses and the fact that GDP was so long before COVID hit us, these business rescue practitioners were always um, kind of facing a difficult task. And, but at the same time, you've got to, you've got to step back from this and say, you know, SAA has a really good brand name. It's fantastic um, crew. It has great ground staff. It has a really good marketing um, history. But in the last 10 years, it has been destroyed by poor management and a really uh, corrupt board. And that has been proven by the fact that the, the chairperson will find a new contest. The director may not be in the election so I have to go over again unless she appeals and she is in, in that. That's how badly SAA is run. So... Um, it, for me, looking at this as a part of an aviation um, kind of obsessive, it's really helpful to look at a brand of that sort of distance being destroyed by just people who don't know what they're doing, to be quite honest. So just to bottom line this, uh, where to from here for SAA? Are there any takers at the moment? Good question. So I've been looking at this as well. I mean, if you look at the, the leases, for example, SAA has leased aircraft. It doesn't own any of its own. It owns by, uh, as I said, a leased system. And uh, they have to then find somebody to buy the lease from them. And in the situation where half the world's airlines are not all at least 80% of their, their aircraft, they put them into storage. Qantas um, um, stored one of the biggest, newest planes yesterday. It's here to Europe to store it, um, or to Seattle. So in a situation where there's, we, we have a flood of of um, topics, if you like, the planes. So how is SAA going to sell these things to make some money in the short term? Secondly, we're not allowed to fly internationally properly. How are they going to fly locally? Locally, class FAA is flying. Air Link is flying. So where is the business coming from? I don't understand this logic of saying, well, we need to save the business. Well, there is no business. So uh, watching all of this happen, it's, you know, what will happen to SAA? I feel that the creditors, because they are joined at the hip, the big banks of South Africa, there's expediency involved here. I don't agree to take a long-term view because they owe so much money. You can't write that off. Um, and there's going to be an agreement. I'm just going to say that. It looks like, if you look at the share price of the banks, they're pretty stable today. Um, I, I suspect they're going to get the 75% vote and they're going to start a new airline. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Desmond Latham is an aviation analyst talking to us about what's happening at SAA. Everybody seemingly still in that uh, meeting. And uh, as you heard, some uh, really fascinating insights into uh, what could possibly happen here. And uh, love to hear your views on it as well. And it's going to cost the taxpayer um, in the region, as uh, Desmond said there, from around 9 billion rand, uh, some putting the estimate at around... uh, going up to 30 billion to save SAA. But as the question has been asked by Desmond this afternoon, uh, other analysts uh, like Kaya Sitole have also asked this, 
what is there to save at the moment? But of course, uh, this particular battle continues and uh, we'll let you know here on SABC as soon as there's any development on that particular front.